Welcome to the Rochester Church of Christ Sermon Podcast. We believe that there is no message more life-changing and more relevant than the gospel. It is our earnest prayer that you will be enriched as a disciple and that you will hear the good news today. In this new year, I pray that you find God's presence with you always. I want to begin with a reading of God's Word from Exodus chapter 33, which may not be the text you would normally consider if you were thinking, I want to talk about starting a new year. But nevertheless, we're going to hear God's Word today from Exodus chapter 33. The Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt. And go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you. Because you are a stiff-necked people, and I might destroy you on the way. The grumbling has already started, (laughs) but we're not done with our reading. Now from verse 12 and following, Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me lead these people, but you've not let me know whom you will send with with me. You've said, I know you by name and you've found favor with me. Well, if you're pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I've passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. Heavenly Father, unless you lead us, don't send us. Unless you go with us, don't let us move. Father, I pray that we can be your faithful people. I pray that in this year we can surrender to you, that we can be intentional about the way that we listen, the way that we learn, the way that we follow, and the way that we live. We trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. 
Well, it is January 1st, 2023, which means we made it. We, <laughs> we made it. A new year always brings with it some things that are expected. One of my favorite things to see is people who provide, using different rubrics, different methods, but they provide a retrospective on the previous year. Um, and retrospectives have a function, what? They look backwards, right? I'm going to look, but I want to look backwards to see how this past year has been. And many of you do this sort of thing and share it on social media. I want to remind you that I can see your social media. <laughs> I don't know why, but the Lord put it on my heart just to say, say that. So someone needed to hear it today that we can all see your social media. <laughs> but some people tell you all the books they read. I love those lists because I get to populate what I'm reading from your lists of the books you thought were the best. You're doing the Lord's work there, and I appreciate that. Some of you talk about all the miles you ran, and I live vicariously through your miles. <laughs> I can't do everything. I'm busy reading. <laughs> or all the movies you saw. Where's Scott Helm? Yeah. Yes. If you want some good movie review, that's the man right there. You also get a few bad pun jokes, but you got movie reviews, and I appreciate that. Or I've seen a lot of Spotify wrapped and, and Apple replay. And these things are fun. And to be honest, they can be life-giving to look back and see the things that, that you've enjoyed or, or that you've partaken of in the year. But also I want to warn you because those can be a mirage. Here's what I mean. That when we're honest, when most of us look back on this last year, the retrospective is not as fun. It doesn't feel so accomplished. It doesn't seem very easy. Maybe this year's been very hard. Maybe you feel like you barely survived. And, 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 and preacher, we get it. There's some gospel in that because I did survive. But I'm just saying if I have another year this year, like I had last year, that won't be the story. Anyone feel me there? I hear you, I see you, and I'm so thankful that those of you who are right there didn't come here today to lie. A mentor of mine was, was, was telling me a story about how he was traveling and he was, I don't know if you've ever done this, but he was up very late the night before a very early flight. Okay, circumstances a little beyond his control kept him up until like 2 a.m. before he had a 6 a.m. flight. And so he's, he's got to make that great decision. What's the decision? Yeah, do I just go ahead and stay up at this point or do I try and sleep? Because by the time I'm all packed, everything's ready, and then I get to sleep, I have like an hour and 45 minutes of sleep before I need to go to the airport. And that seems like a disaster waiting to happen. That seems like planned failure. And so he decides, I'm going to go ahead and stay up. 
And so he did. Instead, he took a shower, he got all his stuff together, he traveled to the airport, he made it through security with plenty of time, no problem, found a gate, sat down, and that was his mistake. <clears throat> As he tells the story, he now realizes where the mistake was, and it's that he sat down, because when he sat down, his body then did what it had been longing to do, and went to sleep. And this is where it goes from good to great. Because while he was sleeping, he didn't realize he was actually at the wrong gate. Okay, and so he is getting what he described as that good sleep. All right, where you're kind of ashamed that people can see you. All right, he's getting that good sleep. And his plane is boarding. They've boarded, they start calling his name. They start calling out his name saying, we're about to leave without you. If you don't get up, we can see you've checked in. We can see based on the computer that you've checked in, but you're not here. Where are you going to get on the flight or not? And finally, get this. He was speaking at an event the night before, but someone who was there saw him, heard the announcement, woke him up, and he barely makes his flight. All right, he made it, but he was the last one on, and they closed the door right behind it. They basically asked him to close it. You can go ahead and close that. <laughs> you know, and everyone gets to look at him and be like, it's you. You're the reason we're not going to be early. But here's some truth that we've learned from this story. You can be so exhausted by what lies behind you that you fail to even hear that you're being called to what waits for you. You can be so exhausted by what lies behind you that you don't even hear your name being called for what is waiting for you. And maybe you look back at 2022 and think, Pastor, I'm not going to lie to you today, I'm tired. And the truth is that you can get so stuck in the burdens of yesterday that you can't respond to God's call today. What I need you to hear is that God did not bring you this far just to leave you sleeping at the gate. God wants to bring you into tomorrow so that you can experience what God is doing there for you and is going to do through you. So here's, here's, here's the first major truth of today. Your past is not greater than God's promises. No matter how bad it was, no matter how exhausting it may have felt, no matter how, how difficult it may have been, your past is not greater than God's promises. Now, now, I read from Exodus 33 to begin this day. And you may have missed this, but I, I want us to be a, a, a church that studies our Bible and that knows our Bible. And so I'm going to go ahead and explain this because it's important. Exodus chapter 33 comes right after Exodus chapter 32. I know, I know, that's... We're next level Bible stuff right here. All right? They're not going to say we don't understand our Bibles. We know. Chapter 33 comes right after 32. Why do I tell you that? Because if you're following along in the Exodus story, 
Right before Moses has this conversation with God, where God says, go on up, but I'm not going to go with you. And Moses said, whoa, whoa, if you're not going, we don't want to go. Right before, in chapter 32, is a little incident that we refer to as the golden calf. So, if you're really familiar with Exodus, you'll know that in chapter 14, God has liberated them from Egyptian oppression, has brought them into this journey through the wilderness, and he says, I want you to walk with me and follow my lead. They say, yes, we agree. They're just really bad at following his lead. They don't follow his instructions. They don't listen to his instructions really well. They have trouble obeying. They are stubborn and, as you heard, stiff-necked. And so God says to them, we need to have a conversation. So he asks Moses, come on up here. I'm going to give you my law so that you can teach it to them. And Moses goes up on a mountain to talk with God. Problem is, he's gone for a little too long for their liking. These people have a short memory. They couldn't remember that God just set them free and stay faithful. You think they're going to remember Moses? So they say, well, he must be gone. Let's try something else. I got an idea. Let's collect all of our gold jewelry. By the way, the only reason they have gold jewelry, they were slaves. The only reason they have gold jewelry is because God arranged it so that the people of Egypt would give them their jewelry. So they take God's gifts. They just struggle to follow his instruction. And there's a pastor preach. All right. They take God's gifts, and then what they do is they say, we're going to melt them down, and let's go ahead and make us a golden calf that we can worship and give credit to it, saying, this is the God that led us out of Egypt. If you're keeping score at home, that's about as bad as you can fail when it comes to following God. Like that... That was a big-time belly flop, okay, in the Olympics. Like, that's as bad as you can fail. That's as, that's, if you look at your past and that's what you got looking behind you, you, you might say we should probably give up. Exodus chapter 33 comes right after chapter 32. And somehow what that means is they messed up as badly as you can mess up. They failed as badly as you can fail. And yet in chapter 33, God tells them to go into the promised land. They had as bad a past as it was possible to have. And God says to them, but you don't understand, I'm so much God... That if I said it will happen, it'll happen. When you failed, God is still faithful. When you've messed up, God remains merciful. When you've fallen low, God still loves you. And no matter what your past is, it cannot disqualify you from what the Lord has prepared for you. We serve a God who is faithful. I wish I had just a couple of witnesses to that. They experienced, now I want to be clear about this, in 32, they experienced the wrath of God, Doug. 
the wrath of God. God, Moses comes back, sees what's going on, and, and, and God has him command the Levites to go through and kill those who are participating in this idolatry. From one side of the camp, they experience the wrath of God because of their failings. Only to turn around and in chapter 33 experience the mercy of God. The wrath was momentary. But the mercy of God endureth forever. Now, you know I'm preaching when I drop into King James language. I'm feeling it this morning. It's a new year, people. We serve a God who is faithful. I'm I'm thinking of Psalm chapter 30 and verse 5 where it says, Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And we quote that to each other. We we encourage each other with that, and we ought to because it's encouraging. But look at the first part. Look at the context. His anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. I don't know about you, but but folks, I'm here. The only reason I'm here is because His mercy endureth forever. All right, that 47 times your Bible says this to you. Oh, give thanks, for his His mercy endures forever. If you know that God's mercy is at work in your life, you ought to be able to give thanks. And in light of God's mercy, we can know that our past is not greater than God's promises. So we can look forward to what's next. We, we spend a lot of time looking backwards, but now I want to talk about looking forward to what's next. Here we go. The new year also brings a share of people who like to make resolutions for the coming year. All right, I, I, I looked up what are the most common resolutions made in the United States of America. And here they were from last year, 2022's most common resolutions. You ready? The first three, a trifecta, that are all related. You ready? You don't have to raise your hand and say, yes, I'm there. All right, but I relate to some of these. All right, here we go. Ready? First three, you can probably guess them. Exercise more, eat healthier, lose weight. All right, that's that, that, those three, by the way, they're usually at the top. I went ahead and researched a lot of years. Only found one where they weren't first. Those three, in order, always at the top. Having spent a little time on ourselves, we decided in the fourth spot, maybe we should spend more time with family and friends. All right, we know our relationships matter, but somehow we just get sidetracked. I would say it's almost like there is someone, an enemy out there who wants to convince you that you're alone, you're unloved, and you're unworthy. Fifth place, live more economically. Spend less, save more. It's interesting to note, actually in 2020, this was first. 71% of of people went with that. 2022, it was fifth. (laughs) Apparently inflation got to what we just gave up. We were like, oh, what are you going to (laughs) do? We're doing our best out here, okay? Like, ah. And the last one that I, that I noted was spend less time on social media. <laughs> now, 
Some of you, though, are convinced that the best way to do this is to announce that on social media <laughs> and then check back to see how many people yes. liked that and applaud that effort and tell you that's the right thing. I'm simply going to say I don't think you're doing it right. Listen, I'm not against making New Year's resolutions. I am not. You see, I, I actually like resolutions because they remind us that we don't simply luck into good results. Okay, rather most of the time to be the kind of people we want to be, to live the kind of lives we want to live. We actually have to try to be that way and live that way. But here's the challenge. In order to move into the next season God has planned for you, this is, Hannah, this is real right here. In order to move into the next season God has planned for you, you're going to have to be willing to leave the season you're in now. If I'm going to move into the next season God has for me, I'm going to have to leave the one that I'm in right now. And you may say, that sounds easy, I don't like this season. But what I've found is, especially if it was a hard year, the truth is people don't want to move forward because they don't want to let go of their hurts and pains. We want the people that hurt us to get what's coming to them. We want the person that left us to realize that that was their mistake. And we want the mistakes we made to be completely forgiven and for things to be resolved and go back to good. But that doesn't always happen. The threads of the story don't always weave themselves back together nicely. And sometimes before you think you're ready, you need to say goodbye to some of that pain and that hurt and the expectations you have for what's going to be how you get past it in order to move into what God has called you and be refreshed by God. This past year I made it to several movies. Some of them were even good. But I was present I was present for a great experience because I got to be in the theater watching a movie when there was, and I'm going to quote, and some of y'all were there with me, a catastrophic failure. That's what they said to us. There has been a catastrophic failure in the projector and we cannot finish the film. We were halfway through. I don't know if it like caught fire. Or if, like, there was, like, a bar fight up there in the projector booth. Like, I don't know, but there was a catastrophic thing. We can't finish the movie. And they said, we want to give you a ticket so you can come back and see the rest of it. And it was such a pile of hot garbage that I said, no, thank you. I had gotten enough of this. I don't need more of this. And some of y'all are wondering, what was this movie? I'll tell you. It was the Thor Love and Thunder movie. That movie was not good. Don't talk to me like that. You can like it if you want. It wasn't for me. How's that? And so I said, no, I don't need that. If you ask me today what was the best part of Thor, Love, and Thunder, I will tell you the preview for Nope. (laughs) That was the best part of that movie was the preview for a different movie. Because I went and watched that movie and I liked that one. But, But 
that's the way it works. That's what a preview is supposed to do. It's supposed to give you a glimpse of something that's coming to, to say, oh, I want to be a part of that. Christian, have you seen the preview for next year? In 2023, all things are going to work together for my good. In 2023, my God will supply all my needs. Can you look forward with that in mind and leave the season you're in right now to experience what God has for you in the next season? Okay, we've talked about looking backwards. We've talked about looking forwards. I want to talk about the next step now. New Year's provides an opportunity to refocus ourselves on God's purposes. And so I want to talk about refocusing as looking upward. Okay, we've looked backwards, we look forward, and now I want us to look upward. You need to pursue God's presence on purpose. On purpose. I want you to pay attention to, to the second part that I read you in verse 13. Moses says, if you're pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. If you're pleased with me, teach me your way. I'm, I want to learn. I'm being intentional about being in your presence. I'm pursuing God's presence on purpose. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't send us up from here. I read in my Bible that Moses is one of the wisest men on earth. I think this is your exhibit A. If, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up. Because we know we're destined for defeat and failure. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and, that your peop- and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other on the, fruit of the, earth, or on the face of the earth? The Lord said, I'll do the very thing you've asked because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name. Moses knows that if God doesn't come with them, they'll get nothing but defeat. I need to realize that more often. Maybe we've learned this year that we need the Lord every day. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. We read it as the deer, the psalmist writes, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul needs you. Okay, we used to sing, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour. We've been singing that for a long time. Do we remember it? Here's what I know. You can't make it into this next season without being intentional about seeking God's presence. That if I just keep doing what I'm doing now, if I, if I don't spend any more time meditating on God's Word than I am right now, if I, don't, if I don't dedicate myself to even deeper prayer and listening than I'm doing right now, if I simply come in here and, and, and I clock in and clock out without opening my mind and my heart and my eyes and my spirit to what God is doing, I will not experience the growth that God has for me moving forward. 
You see, focused light has great power. Diffused light does not. If I take a piece of paper and I set it out in the daylight, nothing much happens. But if I take a magnifying glass and I focus the same sun on that piece of paper, that focused light can destroy it. Focus can bring power that is not there without it. We need greater focus. Focus is a powerful thing. And I want to share with you, and I've been praying about this sermon. I've been praying about this for months. And I've been asking the staff to pray with me. And I've been talking to my elders, and they've been praying with me. Okay, we've been, we've been praying. I've been talking to several other folks just around. We've been praying. And I want to share with you a word that we think will help us focus in this upcoming year. It's going to be a guide a goal, a practice for our church this year. And that word, our word for the year. What is my word for 2023? You're going to hear it a ton. You're, you're probably going to get a little sick of it, but I'm all right with it. This is what God, I believe, is laying on, on my heart. This is my word for you. This is the word that we're spent. Rochester Church of Christ, what are we about in 2023? And here's the word, purpose. Purpose. That... It's too easy to live on accident, letting life happen to us and just staying busy, putting one foot in front of the other. But there is a difference between going through the motions and living with purpose. And this is especially true for churches. That we want Rochester Church of Christ to make sure that we are not simply going through the motions and keeping busy enough. We want to be a church that lives with a deep and meaningful purpose in all that we do. Are we purposeful and intentional about how we pray? About how we serve? About how we give? About how we read? About how we choose our ministry partners? About how we love? Do we do it on purpose? Now you know our mission. Okay? Loving our neighbor is what we do. Loving God is why we do it. You got it, right? Everyone say that. Loving our neighbor is what we do. Loving God is why we do it. Okay, that, that's our mission. And if you've been paying attention for the past year, you should be aware of our primary expression of that mission. And that's our partnership with Rochester University. Okay, that, that we meet on their campus. We are surrounded on all sides by one neighbor. That makes it really easy to pick the one to love. <laughs> and so our church is committed to loving our neighbor, but we want to be purposeful about it. How will we succeed at loving our neighbor? It's by having great purpose. And the purpose that I want us to have is here, here here's the deal I, I want to give you a challenge this year. Okay, a mission challenge. I would like for every person in our church, every person, to participate in at least three initiatives or events that serve and involve our neighbor, Rochester University, this year. 
at least three. Some of you are like, no problem, I'll make that by January. Yes, you will, and I'm excited about that. Some of you may say, okay, I guess I'll do it. I'll take that too. God loves a cheerful giver. I love all of them. <clears throat> he didn't say you won't accept any other kind of giving. I'm just saying. Just exceptionally pleased when they're cheerful. No, um, no, but when, we want to love our neighbor. I want to give you a challenge. Three things. I, I want you to do three things at least. Now, if you can do nine, do nine. Okay, but there are regular opportunities. In the back of Reflections, we publish what's going on at the university because we want to give you the opportunity to go and support those. I, I, can, I can let the cat out of the bag that we've actually got an easy one coming up in January. Because January, I believe it's Wednesday the 25th, is that? Wednesday the 25th, we have a day where they've invited Rochester Church to be their special guests for um, the Rochester University basketball game. There's a women's game and a men's game that night. We're their special guests. They're going to let a hundred of us in free. All right, so make plans. That's one out of three. You're already third there. Right? So that's the challenge. That's the mission challenge. I want you to participate in three different initiatives to be able to support the campus community there and live the kingdom with Rochester University. We want to live as a family of faith with greater purpose, and we believe that this will help us not merely survive in 2023, but to revive. And after this year, maybe we need it. All right. I can't wait to see what God has in store for us in 2023. God will be with us and we'll be with God. Amen? Amen. And I know y'all want to beat the Baptists to lunch. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I applaud that. I'm, I'm behind that. Um, but I got one more thing on my heart I want to tell you about. All right? We're going to go with God. God is going to go with us. But I have to tell you, it might not go as we planned. I'm not going to lie to you. I believe we'll be blessed. I believe that God will go with us, but it might not go as we planned. All right? Moses, if you read that passage carefully when we read it together, Moses asks God, let me see your glory. He's got a plan for how this will play out. God has just said, I'll be with you. I'll go with you. At first he wasn't going to go. Then Moses said, please. He says, okay, I'll go with you. And then God says, okay, I'm going with you. And Moses says, well, then let me have it. Let me see your glory. And God says, if you read carefully, no. He says, I can't do that. I can't give you what you want. Because I love you. Okay, now, now, every now and then, I want to see God do the God thing. And God says no. And why? Because Moses asked to see God a glimpse of glory as a proof of God's presence. Only after God promises to go with him does Moses ask for the glimpse. And God says, you know what I said, but now do you need me to prove that I love you? God says, Moses, I may not give you what you asked for and move the way you asked me to move, but I'm still going to show you how much I love you. And Kenny, I want to go ahead and invite uh, you and Hannah back up because I'll make this pretty quick, but this, this is my favorite stuff, so I'm not leaving it out. 
I'm not kidding, it's all been killer. Um, <clears throat> Moses says, show me your glory. The Lord said, I'll cause my goodness to pass in front of you. I'll proclaim my name in your presence. I'll have mercy on whom I have mercy. I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he said, you can't see my face. For no one can see me and live. It'll kill you if I try to give you what you're asking for. So the answer is no. But I'm going to show you what I will do. Pay attention to verse 21. The Lord said, there's a place near me where you can stand on the rock. Now, Bible readers just took note because they know that when God says, I'll place you on the rock, they mean he's going to give you a solid foundation so that when all hell breaks loose around you, you'll be all right. So he says, first off, I'll keep you. I'll put you on the rock so that you can be stable no matter what else breaks loose. All right. Then in verse 22, what's he say? He says, when my glory passes by, I'll put you in a cleft and I'll cover you with my hand until I've passed by. He says, first, I'll keep you. Second thing he says is I'll cover you. That, that I will do that in order to protect you so that my holiness does not destroy you. Because I know who you are. You're sinful and I'm holy and, and, and my holiness will overwhelm you. But understand, your sin, we're addressing that. I'm addressing that. But I still love you. So not only will I, will I keep you, I will cover you. That in spite of your sin, I will cover you to protect you. Then look at verse 23. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. I will make my goodness pass by and when I take my hand off of you, I'll let you see my back. <clears throat> you, may not, you may not see me the way you want to see me, but you will know I have been there when you see what's around you. Adam, why, why, why do I see God's back and not God's face? Why, why can't I see God's face and live? I want, I, want a, I want the front side picture of glory. Why do I see God's back and not his face? Well, you're following him. God says, you can't see my face because I'm not moving towards you. I am leading you. And so the best you can do is to see my back because I'm already going where you're headed. Now we just got, man, I know it's the end, but we just got a little too deep, didn't we? God says, the reason you're going to see my back is because I'm leading you. You're following me. You can't see my face because you're not the one in front. I'm, go, I'm leading you where I'm already going. And so whatever January has for us, God is already there. Amen? And whatever February has, whatever March has, whatever October has, whatever next December has for us, God is already there and our God is faithful because we serve a God who goes before us. Amen? My prayer for us this year is that we live with purpose so that you may find God's presence with you always. If you have not yet made the decision to present yourself to God, God is present. Will you be present to God? If you've not made that decision, we want to give you that opportunity today. 
to be baptized into Christ, to be immersed, to be forgiven of your sins, and to be given the gift of His Holy Spirit so that as He leads, you can follow. If you've not participated in that, then I want to give you the invitation to be able to surrender your life to Christ completely. To obey His teaching and, 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 and to, to, to accept that great promise that He gives us that He'll be with us always. My prayer is that you'll be immersed into Christ today if you haven't been. That you'll say, yes, I'm ready to follow wherever you lead. And if that's you today, we're going to stand up and we're going to sing. And while we're singing, if that's you, I want you to come forward. I know, invitations to the front. (sighs) But I don't mind it at all. It's a wonderful thing to confess Jesus Christ as Lord because if you need him, there is nothing that's going to stop you. And so we invite you today, respond to Jesus, answer the call. Backward, forward, and most importantly, upward. Let's stand in praise. Amen. We sincerely thank you for listening and pray that you were blessed today. To learn more about Rochester Church of Christ, to support our ministry, or to contact us with any prayer needs you may have, head over to www.rochestercoc.org. Remember, you are loved and chosen.